One day, my daughter said to me, I can't stay quiet, my mouth wants to talk. And I couldn't wait to hear what came out of it next. We don't spend enough time telling stories or listening to those of the people who shape the world we live in. Here are real stories of the eclectic cast of characters I've collected in my menagerie weirdos. They're brave, just like you. And they deserve to be listened to. I'm Sam Jenny, and this is Everyone's Weird, and So Are You. Hi. How's it hey, going, weirdos? Sam. I'm Sam Jenny. <laughs> Start well, over. Don't, don't 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 we do like a little bit of a, you know, like <laughs> hey, how's it going? And then we get into the intro stuff. I think we say hey, weirdos first and then we talk to each other. Okay. Don't we? Do we? Am I right? No, jibber jabber. Jibber jabber. Go. I'm going to call you in. You're not jibber jabbering. And, oh, okay. Okay. This is, um, very, this is very unprofessional. Hi, Ronan. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm a little tired, to be honest. I'm uh, pounding some energy drink right now. Um, what kind? Can you talk about uh, it? It's called Kong Strong, and I'm pretty sure it's mainly gorilla urine. Hmm. Does it taste like it? Um, Comparatively? It tastes a little like um, banana jerky. So, oh, yeah. strange. Yeah. Okay, I think I feel like I would be definitely allergic to that. But, um, you can find us on all major streaming platforms, including um, Audible, Google, Spotify, YouTube, Apple. My, is there more? There are at least four more platforms on the internet. Okay, yeah. just wherever you just like Ronan said before, follow our voice. Yeah, like wherever you're, you're listening to us right from. now. Push you already, you already know where it is, and somewhere there will be subscribe a to it. Yeah. yeah, subscribe to it. Put us like a comment and be like, "Hey, I'm Pam from Illinois. I love your show." And I'll be like, "Next show, I'll be like, Pam from Illinois. You're my new best friend. I'm gonna send you a bracelet that I made." And Pam's like, "I don't want that bracelet. Step back. Sam it's too fast." Quickly. And I'm like, "Sam moves quickly." I'm like, "Just accept my love, Pam. Accept my love, Pam." Pam That's yeah. Pam, so, yeah. why are you so afraid of love? Yes. <laughs> Pam. I, I know. I know it's been what? tough. What Since happened? Derek left, but you've got to move on. How did it's you been know about 14 Derek? weeks, you know? Like <laughs> and and let's let's be real. He was never serious about getting his no, we all knew Derek's his long jockey business off the ground. That was going nowhere. He lives in Arizona. No, he just wanted to free He wanted to free it off of Pam. Pam. Then her her latch looking business. Let let love into your It was at this point that either Pam or Derek individually or together conspired to destroy Ronan's internet connection. But honestly, this episode is about yet another Josh. How many of you are there? Seriously. Sorry. We didn't get the absolute privilege of chatting with and listening to Josh Pollock of Beachmont Live. Buckle up, buttercups. I think that Ro I'm not sure. If that's Ronan or if that's uh, 
I don't really know what's going on. They ought to get to Ireland to find out, but like, uh, I'm pretty sure that that's not Ronan. No, this is me. This, yeah, it's, it's oh yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. I am, I, I know I probably look a little bit more tired than usual. Thing is, um, every every single night this week, I've been, I've just been woken up. Um, Josh Keach keeps calling me to reassure me every time he has an erection that lasts less than four hours. So I've been getting a lot of calls throughout the night. It's been a whole thing. Uh, he means well, but it's... It's uh, a weird thing to be reassuring you about. Well, constantly. you know, because, because he, he knows that it's, you know, if he, you know, he heard the, on the commercials, you know, if you have one that lasts more than four, so that's a bad thing. So he's just, he's just letting me know, like, hey, don't worry, by the way, I timed it. 3.2 hours. That's a long lasting erection. Yeah, but not, job, not, not medically. Not medically. I mean, okay. But the thing is, like, I'm not understanding why you look like uh, an uh, uh, artificially, um, like, animated, uh, generated um, person right now. Oh, because I'm tired. And, uh, oh, and so, because you're tired. So That's when, when, when I'm tired, I, uh, I generate myself at kind of a a lower oh uh, so he's a been a robot whole I, I i told you i told you he was i knew it the whole time okay sorry i was just i wasn't whispering anything about you to anybody you, you were yeah, whispering uh, directly so, like, into your microphone uh, sam like it was uh, perfectly what i'm gonna feel better uh so yeah let's talk about some stuff ronan let's let's just get weird for a minute um and do you do you have any actual like a- a- actual true weird facts that you can share with us today like really true you know i'm um, i'm sensing the tone here and it is something that i've picked up on before so i thought i might mix things up just a little bit today and i'm going to actually give you three facts and then it's up to you to guess for me which one isn't true i can't wait okay fact number one every banana you see in the grocery store is a clone fact two there are no green mammals fact three in Switzerland, it is illegal to own one guinea pig. I fail to see the correlation between those three facts, other than the first two. Um, for one, for two, um, I'm a little bit upset that you picked a banana to talk about. You know how sensitive that is to me. How sensitive bananas are to you? Yeah, you, you, yes. you, you. you how you sensitive I am to them. They they may be going to anaphylactic shock. Well, you, get the mirage, so you started it. It's <laughs> debatable. So I'm gonna say that um, there's they are all green correct. Mammals. All three are true. Oh, they're all they're, fa- all, they're all facts. They are, are they all true. true they're all true facts, and you can shove your doubt up your fact repository. That's where I usually put my doubt, actually. Um, so I have a fact for you Please. that I just found. 
Um, the Brazilian wandering spider, oddly enough, the most venomous spider in the world. This deadly nocturnal hunter likes to hide in none other than banana bunches during the day. One bite and you're in big trouble, Buster. You banana eating. So maybe it's Buster. actually just spiders that you're allergic to. How many spiders have you been eating per <laughs> banana? Uh, back when I was eating bananas regularly, yeah. probably like four yeah. or five. Would, did any of them seem That's normal, particularly right? Brazilian or wandering? Okay. No, they, were, they didn't they were wander. They were, okay. No. Well, yeah, they were totally staying in the same spot. Like, they didn't seem Brazilian at all. They see, if more than like anything, it seemed like Iceland. I, 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 I don't, I'm one sure. of those. I'm, I'm not trying to assume famous. their gender or their race or their region from their origins because I don't care about those things at all. I just see all mankind as uh, uh, equal. And spider kind is equal as well. So you don't you you don't believe in geography? Do you not? Uh no. So Sam, what happened this week? Mm, this week, this week, this week. I think. Oh gosh, big drama, big deal, big time deal. I found out. Like many other Americans, you don't believe it. The Space Force is real. By talking to somebody who's listed in Space Force. This person enlisted in Space Force was so embarrassed by the fact that they were enlisted in Space Force that they actually concealed their enlistment in Space Force for a while in our conversation until they felt guilty enough to expose the fact that they were enlisted in Space Force to me. Like, so they're not Marines, they're guardians. The members of the Space Force are guardians of the galaxy. What? Anyway, they actually have 5,000 guardians enlisted. And their uniforms are not a ripoff from Star Trek. No no similarity between Starfleet's symbol and that other very triangular, whirly. But Joshua Rex said, it's like a big joke we're all in on. But it sounds like they're actually taking a lot of the heat off the Air Force. So thank you to Space Force. And thank you to all of our um, enlisted people. We know, you know, you, we, you know, we know, you know, that we know that you know that we know that you, we love you very much and appreciate you. But let's just go to Joshua Rex uh, making blunt observations because I don't, I don't even know if any of that made sense. This is Joshua Rex with uh, more observations made bluntly. Obvious observations made bluntly. I am playing a show, as you can see by the stage in the background there, in the middle of a field in a residential area that is also in a field. And uh, I couldn't help but notice how fieldy the field is. I don't think it gets more obvious of an observation than that. Behold the field in which I grow the fucks that I give. Observe that it is barren. I shall let it lie fallow for a season, and in a season's time, more fucks shall be given. Okay, I think we should talk to Josh, because uh, he, he might have some substantial opinion. Yeah, 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 let's talk to Josh. I'll come up, I'll up, okay?
Josh, are you there? Hello? Hello? Oh, Josh. Hey, hey. Josh. How's it going? Uh, a me mediocre at best. How about you? Are you using a remote to talk to me on the phone? <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a banana, so this was Aww. my next best you option. This went way worse than I thought it was so, going to go. So, uh, Josh, Sam has some <laughs> very strong opinions time. that she's going to be shouting at you over the next 45 minutes, and, well... I'm so excited. <laughs> so, Josh, let's get ready. Let's get actually down to it. I actually had, like, a roast of Ronan written on this, but I, I raced it to write my own notes about you. Awesome. Um, but it just said, Ronan can't swim. Which is uh, true. Actually, no, anyway, it's not. I can't um, cycle. I very much enjoy swimming. Because. Oh, you can swim now? I can, I've always been able to swim. I was never not able to swim as long as you've known me. You just can't ride a bike or drive a car. You just can't ride yeah, a bike or drive a car. Our planet isn't covered two-thirds in bicycles, Samantha, okay? It's, <laughs> it's two-thirds in more. Yet, yet, I'm playing the odds. you call me that? <laughs> No, so I know Joshua Cole, episode three guest, uh, he recommended you to me. He said he's a great guy, super, super talented, got a great story, got a great future, incredible guy. And so I was like, okay, yeah, looks like it. And like, he put us in a group chat. We chatted a few days later. And then all of a sudden, we are on the phone and you were great. And that was awesome. But I know you, where are you from originally? I grew up in Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, you grew up in Omaha. Okay, and you did yes, you start? Yeah. Did you start your first band out of Omaha or out of um, like Massachusetts? So, when I was in Omaha, I did play in like bands and whatnot, but it wasn't really like my own thing, my own music. Um, the first time I actually started a band was in Boston at Berkeley. In Boston, so you started Mom Rock in Boston. Yes. Okay, yeah. and that's where you went to school, Berkeley College of Arts, which is. Um, arguably harder to get into than Juilliard. Uh, yeah, I think it's just a different school. Like, Juilliard, like, if you're playing classical music, if you're playing strings, stuff like that, mm -hmm. like, absolutely. But, like, Berkeley is for everything contemporary, pop, rock, all that stuff. Absolutely. And you had a double major. I did. I double majored in songwriting and performance. That's brilliant. But you took business classes on the side, right? Make sure you can yeah, cover so all your bases. I, I took a, a decent amount of like music business and songwriting business classes and then uh, a lot of production stuff just because, I mean, if you can write and also produce, you save yourself a lot of trouble. There you go. And, and you money. make more money. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That was a smart move on your part. So I know that Mom Rock, you're in Mom Rock, you're in Rolling, you featured in Rolling Stone in that band? Yeah, yeah. So we were featured in 2022 as uh, Rolling Stone's next top band and there's a big like article with my face in it and uh my mom bought the print one Aww. um but yeah and you were yeah, the shout lead out to Andy singer Green for writing that oh yeah andy green shout out you were the lead singer lead guitar player and the songwriter correct yes yeah yeah i split i split the some of the songwriting and some of the lead vocals but everything else yes that's quite a lot i have to tell you how rare it is to meet a lead singer who plays lead guitar really yes honestly every all lead singers in my experience, play rhythm because it's so hard to actually like counter melody with yourself while you're singing. You know, you're right about that. Um, I think like for me, it was because I didn't start with singing. I started by playing guitar. So like 
uh, it was it was my natural like first thing to just play guitar first, and then like the singing and being a frontman and all that stuff didn't really happen until later because I was like writing the songs and I don't know I feel like I fell into that more than just like decided to be it. Um, You're only yeah, twenty four years old. Yes. So yes, what time span are we talking about from when this started to when like when you first conceptualized your first song? to when you, like, created Beachmont? Like, what's the time span? Um, I would say I really started writing songs when I was 18. Uh, kind of like years? at the beginning of my Berkeley time. Yeah. And then, and now here I am. What the hell? How, what made you, what made you inspired to apply for Berkeley? <laughs> so, I was, uh, I was 17 in high school. I was somewhere between junior and senior year, I think, and I had, uh, I'd been playing for an organization called School of Rock, which is, like, this chain of music schools around the world, and they have a touring program called All Stars, which is, like, the top, like, a bit less than 1% of the students. You get nominated by, your like, your local school, and then you go through, like, an audition process very similar to Berkeley's, um, and then if you make it in, you get placed in a band that then tours the U.S. for the summer. And I got to play, like, Red Rocks. There's the photo over there, that one. Um, like, Red Rocks and, like, Lollapalooza and stuff. And I was 17. And all of the other people on that tour were like, oh, yeah, I'm auditioning at Belmont. I'm auditioning at Berkeley. I'm auditioning at USC, whatever. And I was on that tour, and I was like, you know what? I think I could do this. Like, if all these other people are doing it, I think I could do it. Um, so I finished that tour, and then senior year starts. And we're in all, like, those classes where they're like, oh, you got to apply to college. And my parents were expecting me to go like pre-med or something because I had really good grades and uh I just bamboozled everyone and applied to Berkeley and um hadn't really told them at first why'd you choose it that's how strong I was doing it and then uh had my audition and got in and then the next like six or seven months were just arguments with my parents of like no I'm gonna do it um, how'd you choose Berkeley eventually though? they came around how did I choose it mm-hmm. um so a couple of different things um the first one was when I started playing guitar when I was a kid, I was taking lessons from this guy named George Walker. And George had gone to Berkeley in like the 70s. And just by luck, uh, he had retired in Omaha. So, And he happened to know he was uh, dating the friend of a friend of a friend. And uh, my dad met him and was like, hey, would you give lessons? And George said, absolutely, which Same. was sick because my hands were too small to actually play and I was too young to do it. Um, but George took me on. And then uh, for the next, like, 10 years when I was taking lessons with George, he was like, oh, yeah, Berkeley, Berkeley, Berkeley. Um, but I didn't really, I was like, yeah, whatever, for sure. Like, there's no way I could do that. Um, and then so that all-star tour, when I met a bunch of other people doing it, uh, and they were like, oh, yeah, we're applying to Berkeley, we're applying to Belmont, we're applying to USC. And then I started, like, really looking at these schools. And it was kind of like anyone that I talked to in the music industry was like, oh, my God, Berkeley? And, like... That was just kind of the thing. And when I said, like, Belmont or when I said USC or something, like, it was like, yeah, those are cool schools. But it didn't have that same weight, it seemed like, uh, or reputation among people in the industry. Yeah, I got the same vibe from it. That's why I applied. I got accepted, but I did not choose to go because I did not have the funds to afford it. Yeah, exactly. It's really expensive. So I, I chose to just get a full ride to my hometown college and then drop out to join a van anyway. So it's whatever. But I mean, you obviously learned a lot. You're very talented. I can, I mean, I've heard 
and can tell. And that's really phenomenal. The fact that you dual majored too at Berkeley, the fact that you just kind of went against the odds and followed your instructor's path there, that's really beautiful. I love that. Thanks, yeah. Yeah, I'm really stoked I did it now. It was nervous at first, but... How much baked beans did you eat in Boston, though? Baked beans are not my go-to. I will say... um, so there's uh, there's a store there that I'm trying to remember the name of right now, and I'm going to get a text from some friends when they hear this when I don't remember the name of the store. But there's a store that would sell boxes of mac and cheese three for 99 cents. Um, and it's only like a New England area store, and I, I can't remember what it is anymore. But they had that, and then they had like bags of like uh, trail mix or whatever were like two for $6 or something. So I, I really stocked up there. And then uh, once I had my Costco membership, then that saved me a lot. You're such um, a Nebraskan. Yeah, but I, I ate a lot of salads, like a whole lot of salads. <laughs> you look like you ate a lot of salads. I can tell by the cur- oh, thank cur- you. I cur- curl of your hair. The curvature of the curl of your hair tells me that you ate a lot yeah, of salads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't flatten it. No. Uh, I haven't been to the UK yet, so they didn't flatten it. <laughs> no, listen to this. These are the graduates of, from Berkeley, right? That are famous now. Charlie Puth. John Mayer, Trey Parker, Quincy Jones, Steve Vai, PSY, Steven Tyler, Amy Mann, Dana Crawl, Donald Fagan, Melissa Etheridge, Melissa Farrick, Mike Portnoy. Portnoy, sorry. I don't know who Portnoy, that is. Yeah. Portnoy. Oh, it's Port. That is an N. You're right. I'm sorry. I don't have my glasses on. Um, Natalie Maines, Wyclef Jean, Sylvia Butella. I know Nora Jones did too. Just to name a yeah, few. There's... Also, also uh, Josh Pollock. <laughs> yeah yeah there's so many and like honestly that list is pretty outdated i feel like because there's been so many more in the last couple of years that have blown up but also a lot of those like weren't all graduates a lot of those were dropouts too yeah i would have uh, been one of those for sure <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that i feel like there's a there's like an unspoken joke there actually it's pretty spoken but like if you stay to graduate you'll be less successful than the people who dropped out but it's not always true it's pretty uh it's pretty 50 50 you graduated right yeah, so I'm not going to be successful. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. That sucks. No, it's all good. It's all good. That sucks. Sorry you're worse for graduating your education classes and, like, you know, yeah, fulfilling yeah, your okay. educational it's career. Okay. That's really that's really tragic. And we can focus on that tragedy if you want. Just kidding. Let's focus on <laughs> something else. So well, I know you started uh, Mom Rock. I'd actually just like to circle back while we're on the topic of Berkeley because not many people know this about me, but I actually... Uh, spent some time in Boston, and I'm quite familiar with a comic book shop just down the road from Berkeley. Um, oh, so, I know exactly what you're talking. Newbury Comics. Thank you very much. I I couldn't quite get that's all. That's all I needed from this exchange. I just wanted the name of that comic book store. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's like two blocks away from Berkeley. Yes. Yeah. Great spots. I I got my first ever manga there. So listeners no, you tuning didn't. in. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I had never read a Japanese manga before. I thought I said mango. I was like, hold on a second. We got another. <laughs> uh, no, I, I have yet to eat a fruit. But <laughs> yeah, also, I know you're Irish. It's fine. Also, it was just June. Come on. Yeah. Um, also, actually, uh, that same summer, I had my first burrito in MIT. So. Huh. You, you were... had your first, very first burrito? Yeah. Oh, um, flavors didn't come to Ireland until 2012. <laughs> so. You know, for how many countries the Brits invaded, you would think they would share with their neighbors all the spices and whatnot. Oh yeah, no, not right. Ireland. Curry, curry, curry is very, very popular. But 
what you have to realize is the sheer amount of time that people in Ireland go around with a massive head cold uh, because of the weather there's only so much that even the strongest curries can permeate all that congestion and reach a solid taste bud um, plus there's all the smoking and drinking so I mean it's it's yeah that makes sense, yeah, that it's, makes sense. It's, it's been a while we discovered sweet chili sauce in in 2012 that was Josh loves that yeah yeah but uh, it's yeah. It, it quickly became the only thing anyone would put on anything and uh, <laughs> since then we've discovered um, sweet without pepper we've discovered uh, <laughs> soy sauce um, <laughs> we we do still boil everything but oh, af no. af afterwards we, we wait till these guys find out about the air fryer <gasps> oh actually I have an air fryer and I love that thing I am obsessed <laughs> with my air fryer so. I feel like that's all you cook on no, I had to use. I used to have to send Ronan Skittles from America because he was like, the preservatives are so delicious. Oh, the flavors. Like, there's no comparison. Yeah. There's no comparison. Yeah. It does have a different taste. Yeah. Ronan, did you have a favorite like Boston burrito shop? Because there's really contentious opinions about where where you get your burritos there. Oh God, it's been a while. Um, I will say, if I if I listed some, would you would you remember it? Almost certainly not. No. Oh, okay. It's, it's it been up. a Let's while. But uh, I, I loved the ones I had in MIT. Granted, I had nothing to compare them to, except, you know, boiled shoelaces or whatever my mother used to make. And um, I I know Chipotle is supposed to be, like, pretty solid. Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just not the same. I know a lot of people out there are going to be like, oh, you got to try Amelia's. So if you go to Boston, go get some Amelia's. You go to Boston. Like Boston. Go with some Amelia's. I don't know. That's a terrible accent. I'm still working on my accents. I can't even do Ronan's, and I've been best friends with him for 17 years. It, no, we met 15 years ago, Sam. 17. <laughs> I was it feels nine, like, seven, it feels I was like 17. When, I was 19 when we met. Well, you are younger than me, aren't you? Yeah. That's what I keep... Oh, that's what I keep messing up. Sorry. Math is hard. Um, so that's cool. Boston. So, Ronan, you went to Boston before you met me in America. Like, years before, right? Yeah. Um. I, okay. About five months after we met, and a few years before we met in person. Gotcha. Okay. Um, just double checking that time stamp. So, so you, so I know. Okay, I know that Mom Rock was featured in Rolling Stone. We were talking about as the best new yep. upcoming band, two thousand twenty-two. You said. Yes. And then you left the band. You had some yeah. stuff going on. Yeah, there was. Just some really heavy stuff, and uh, <laughs> not going to get too much into that. That's yeah. fine, totally fine. Uh, you so you took some time for yourself, got out of there, um, and then you decided to just kind of start over, right? Yeah, um, there was a couple of months there where it was really difficult for me to even uh, perceive playing music again, and like I was pretty ready to just sell all of my stuff and like not touch a guitar anymore <laughs> um which when i think about that now is pretty insane but um i was really lucky to be talked out of that by some really close friends and my family and fans that were messaging and whatnot but i mean at the time i didn't have my phone like i left it with my parents so um my parents would just tell me oh hey so and so texted or so and so messaged or whatever and uh 
all those messages started adding up and I was in hospital for a bit, like just recuperating my mental health and like seeing a therapist and all that stuff. And, uh, through all of that decided that like, okay, I can do this again. Um, but if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it a little bit differently. And, um, that's, yeah, it's where the turning point happened just about a year ago now. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. Tell me how beach started. So, uh, I had I'd gotten out of the hospital and one of my goals for myself when I did that was just to start something every day. Like I didn't care if I was finishing every song or like if it was a song I liked or if, even if it was like a, a verse or whatever. Like I didn't care if I liked it, just start something um, because it'd been so long since I'd I'd done anything. Uh, so I started starting these songs and I didn't have like really any of my music gear with me. It was left in a storage unit before Mom Rock went on tour. Um, so I had to buy some gear, like I had to buy an interface and, uh, speakers and whatnot to, to be able to really make stuff, but ordered some stuff and started making music and it was just sit down, like write a riff, write a verse, write a chorus. And I started liking some of the things. So I would just end up like sitting here on my computer until like, I don't know, I was up all night. Like I would wake up, my schedule then was I would wake up at like, 10 a.m. I would go to the gym. I would get home from the gym at like 4 or 5 p.m. because I had nothing better to do than just work out all day. Uh, I would eat some dinner, take a shower, and then I would come make music. And I would be here until like basically the sun came up. Um, and so like I ended up just finishing things and really liking them. And uh, I didn't know at the time I was like, oh, I'm going to have to like fly back and forth between Omaha and L.A. to like figure out kind of like a live band situation and I was already going back and forth between Omaha and L.A. to finish songs um, because I, I like doing a lot of this by myself, but I also really like having someone that I trust ear on everything. And uh, so the person I went to the most was this guy, James October, in L.A., who's a friend of mine from Berkeley. Shout out to James. And uh, so I would finish all of my stuff with James um, and, uh, and like start new songs with him, too. And I was like, OK, well, I'll find a live band there. And I was doing another interview, like, for another podcast, and I was like, oh, I'll surprise these guys on the podcast with a full band behind me, and we'll play this song. So I had this uh, full band behind me of James and his roommates and, like, whoever else we could scrounge together. Uh, and then I got back to Omaha, and I was at Cooper James's show where Josh Cole was playing, and this actually would have been the night that I met Josh Cole. Um, and Josh Cole had hired in, like, a sound production team uh, and lighting team for the show because it was supposed to be like this big outdoor show. Um, but it was supposed to rain that night. So they moved it inside and I'm inside watching the show and I'm like, man, this sounds really good for a local Omaha show. Like I go to a lot of shows and like usually sound is, is decent or okay, but like it was like exceptional. Mm -hmm. Um, so I go and talk to the like production manager for the night and he's like, Oh, go talk to our front of house engineer, Tyler. So I go talk to Tyler and, uh, He's like, yeah, man, I'm like 22, just about to graduate from University of Nebraska studying music technology. I also play sax. I also play bass. I also produce. I also sing. I can write a little bit. And I was like, oh, hello, Tyler. So Tyler and I went out for ice cream and I was like, hey, man, I've got this project and here's my whole story here. Um, here's what I want to do. And Tyler was like, yeah, that sounds sick. Let's do it. Um, can so I once just, I had Tyler can I just, in it, One thing I took away from all of that. How much can you bench yeah. press? Oh, you know, I can leg press a fuckload. My bench press, if I'm doing like a one-off, like just maxing out, maybe like 220. That's um, is, impressive. 
Is that a but, metric fuckload or an empirical fuckload? You wouldn't understand uh, either way. So, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it would be the standard fuckload because I am in the U.S. Great, yeah, um, that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that yeah. But um, yeah. just I just. One thing, yeah, yeah. My, what I took away from that, we might actually need to go back and re-record some of that, Josh. You you alluded to um, this other podcast that you did. We don't want our listeners yeah. to be aware of the existence of other podcasts, the, so we no, might just need to. No, other podcasts exist. Oh, we so might need to cut yeah, around. We have to go back and then yeah. just go cut. It's, it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, no, but can you just uh, like so put a beep through that whole thing? Just beep. <laughs> yeah, leave leave everything in, yeah, but I'll, just beep I'll, over I'll it. I'll sing yeah. the beep. We'll just I'll sing it and it'll look two and slightly varied in pitch, be really annoying to listen to. <laughs> and then no, Sam so, will say, how much can you bench press? And the listener will just... <laughs> By the way, the name of the podcast is The Boatcast. Oh, no, the Boatcast. Uh, shout out to The Boatcast. No shout out to The Boatcast. I like being on boats. I'm trying to make myself a sail, but I can't figure out how to do it. I feel like, is it like like that, maybe? My sailboat that's, that's, uh, that's definitely what a sail looks like. For, for our listeners <laughs> there, Sam literally just transformed into... Into a sail. I've seen worse. I've into seen a worse. skiff, I think. So that's yeah. <laughs> um. So you said so. John was an or Tyler. Sorry, Tyler. Tyler. Right. Yeah. 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 Tyler. So Tyler, you met Tyler first. He. What did he end up yes. playing for you in the band? After ice cream uh, times, so, which is really adorable. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is the lovely thing about Beachmont is like, I didn't want just like, I don't want a guitarist and I don't want a drummer. Like I want. Just like a conglomerate where everyone plays everything. You're walking off the um, earth, man. Nice. Sorry, what now? Walk off the earth. I don't know what that is. Oh, that band? band? Oh, I, lo- I love that one where all of them are playing one guitar for somebody they really I used to know. They all play one guitar, and oh, then sometimes they, they like switch instruments. They just like re, you know, my bandmate yeah. Josh Rector and I, we actually, we both play violin, I play cello, and we both play piano, and he plays guitar, so we like will constantly like uh, swap instruments during the set, but we make it like shocking. Like, oh, she could do that too the whole time. It's really fun. <laughs> yeah, we, we haven't made a big deal about it yet, but like at our live, we had our very first like big debut show like two weeks ago now. And um, I think Tyler played maybe four or five instruments that night during the show, but it's like very quick transitions, like dropping the bass to go play keys or pick up a sax or whatever. Um, But I really like that we can play whatever the song needs rather than just like, this is the instrument I play, so that's what I'm going to play. Versatility Um, is key. You're a genius. I'm just picturing like (laughs) five of those one-man band guys on the same stage, harmonica in the mouth, drum on the back <laughs> accordion in the I hands. really want to add I I've never really played harmonica but like it it would really fit for some of my upcoming songs right. so I'm like debating picking one up and learning it but yeah so I met Tyler and uh I was like wanting to announce Beachmont this is before I'd even like announced it at all and um I wanted to throw this like launch party slash acoustic house show thing where I just play some of the songs and sell some merch and like take photos and whatever because I hadn't like done anything for this project yet and uh we tyler and i met up to start like playing through some of these songs and i was like oh like these would be really great if i could add just another guitar or something or a a guy on keys because as much of like the song as we can get across with guitar and sax or guitar and bass or guitar and keys like it helps to have that third thing because most of my songs have way more layers than that um and tyler was like oh well there's this guy reeve and Reeve is probably really busy, and he just got married, so, like, I don't know if he would do it, but, like, it's worth asking. And I was like, wait, is it Reeve Johnson? 
And he was like, yes, it's Reeve Johnson. Um, and he called Reeve, and Reeve showed up at my house. And uh, Reeve did not remember who I was at first until I was like, we played together when we were 17. Um, for another friend's, like, going away party stuff. We played, like, two shows at, like, a pizza shop and, like, a coffee shop. Um, but Reeve is another one of those guys who plays, like, keys and bass and guitar and sings, and he played drums and all of those great things. So it was me, him, and Reeve. And then uh, it took a long time to find a drummer, and I was talking to a few different drummers, and Reeve and uh, Tyler were like, oh, you got to get this guy Luke to play. But Luke is really busy, and he's moving to Nashville, so I don't know if he would do it. And I was like, oh, well, it's worth a shot. Like, you guys go talk to him and let me know what he says. Um, because, like, these two are really good friends with, with Luke. So they go and talk with Luke. And they're like, oh, I'm not sure. I don't know yet. And I'm at Guitar Center just, like, bumming around, uh, like, looking at the used stuff. And this guy walks up to me. He's like, hey, Josh. And I was like, Luke? And, uh, and it was Luke. So Luke went to my car with me. And <laughs> was that a vape? No. <laughs> it's always Luke went to my car with me and I showed him I showed him some of the music and I talked to him about the project and he was like yeah man like I would absolutely love to do this and we didn't know that one of my friends who had moved to Nashville recently named Cooper Albert had been calling Luke and was like Luke my friend Josh is back in Omaha starting a new project you need to go get in that band nice and uh, I didn't he didn't know that I was being told by Tyler and Reeve to get him in this band so when we finally met up uh, it was just like we had both been waiting for that moment for a while. That sounds um, like kismet. You know what I mean? Sounds like it was like supposed to now? happen. Like, uh, yeah. serendipitous. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, Those are my notes on the show. Ronan I just want to show everybody. Yeah, yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, oh, that sorry, just no, sorry. Oh, I, I, no, so, I, can, yeah, you're good. I can ride a bike, by the way. I can ride it so, straight down onto the side of my face. <laughs> <laughs> I can ride nice. a scooter like but that. Yeah, one of the, that checks. Yeah, one of the the best things about this band is like these guys had all played music with each other for I don't even know how many years since they were kids. Besides so, you, like, when we started, besides me, like I I didn't really play with these guys aside from Reeve. I had played with twice, um, but the rest of these guys like it felt like walking into like this friendship and this band that was like ready to go and just kind of waiting for like the songs to do it. Um, that, so it just worked that out feeling, really well. Right? That one so right there? It, yeah. I think it's, Just from what you're saying, it's it's pretty fair to say that, <clears throat> and you know, I'm, I'm not very well versed in music history, but really sounds like you're the Ringo star of this group. Like, you're just the, the, the yeah, absolute, but... yeah, <laughs> just, just the guy who yeah, showed I just, up. Yeah, I sit, I sit in the back, I, uh, I play, I play my drum beats in the studio, and then I leave the studio, and they re-record them because I played them badly, right? That's all? Yeah. Perfect. Do you Amazing. do you write all the songs for Beachmont? Yeah, yeah. So I write all of them, but I also do some co-writes for them. Uh, and I've had some phenomenal co-writes lately. I actually have a song coming out Thursday that was a co-write with James October and uh, this guy Travis Heidelman. And Travis uh, goes way back with me at Berkeley. He produced some of the uh, like first Mom Rock songs. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. So the song coming out Thursday, I wrote with both of them, and then. I've got, uh, there'll be another song coming out, and then the song after that one is a song I wrote with this guy named Dan Richards, and also James October, and Dan Richards uh, played guitar for this tiny band from the UK uh, you might not have heard of called One Direction, um, so I'm, I'm really excited for that one. But. I am such a closet One Direction fan. <laughs> 
Oh my god. I just fangirled for a second. I just, just gotta collect myself. That's amazing. Oh, he's a fun guy. Give he's me a, a contact. <laughs> just kidding. Don't. Because I'll faint. I'll, I'll faint. show. Wait, I will. I will show you a photo. Um, hold on. So Dan is at war with his squirrels in his backyard. <gasps> me too. But I was until the. Um, we can't talk about the. Give instant, me a second but, here. Um, until the beast. I hope I have. Yeah, until the, the beast. I hope came. I have the photos on this phone. Um, so Dan's at war with the squirrels in his backyard, and. Uh, he, uh, they're, like, just, like, chewing through power lines and TV lines and stuff, and he's from the UK, never really owned a gun before or whatever, but, um, he went out and bought this BB gun to try to scare <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> scare oh. the squirrels away, is, is, but he didn't know how to shoot it, so I had to show him how to shoot a, uh, a pellet gun. That's here. hilarious. Is one of the squirrels named Squirk by any chance? I don't think he's named them. Okay. I don't think he respects them enough to give them Squirk names. Squirk wouldn't be a combatant in any kind of war. He, he would probably just scamper. He would, he would scamper away. Scamper. Like this. Yeah. That's how squirrels scamper. Um, maybe. They're kind of taunting him. Like, I feel like they, they know that he doesn't like them, so they, like, mess with him more. But, nice. Uh, <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah. Um, so what do you see? I know you have fears that Beachmont won't get as big as Momrock did. How do you feel today? Yeah, I mean, there's always that that worry of, like, did I peak or, like, any of that sort of stuff. I think the positive here is I really love the songs that I'm making, like, way more than anything I've ever done before. And, uh, like, when I listen to them, it's actually something I enjoy listening to um, and enjoy playing live. And, um, yeah, it's it's always going to be a fear. I don't know. There's There's not really a way around it other than just keeping grinding it out. Um, and like work harder. That's gonna translate through your music for oh, sure yeah. when you love what you're doing. And I, I, I always reference this Billy Joel album I can't find, but he went to a university. I think it actually might have been Berkeley. I'm not sure, but he went to a university and did like a Q and A. You know who Billy Joel is, right? Yeah. Like yes. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. And he talks about how like he wrote scenes from Italian Restaurant and Brenda and Eddie. They're like they they peak too soon in high school. They peak too soon. Brenner and Eddie with the popular studies and the king and the queen and the, the, king and the queen of the prom. Riding around, riding around at the car top down, down on the radio. On. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So he says, like, I peaked too soon. <laughs> and so he tried to peak too soon in that song, and he does, and it's phenomenal rhythmically, and I love that. It always makes me think of that. It is my favorite <laughs> Billy Joel song. Mine and too. I've been getting the band, like, I'm not a big cover guy. Like, if we're going to play a cover, we're going to play one cover during a show, maybe. And, uh, that's that's one that I'm like we're we're learning it actually we're playing it Tuesday. Oh um, yeah, nice. it's like Green Day. So I'm, like I'm really what's the Jesus of Suburbia? That's my my other one. Italian scenes from How You Restaurant Jesus of Suburbia. I feel like they're both symphonies in one song, and like yeah. also uh, Billy Joel. I will find that recording for you. It was like downloaded on LimeWire for me when I was 20. So let's not talk <laughs> about how long ago that was. 16 years it doesn't matter. And I have it on a CD somewhere that I will find and I will get you that CD because he does just the like the Brendan and Eddie part alone. Oh, oh, Sweet. oh. Uh, just a it's quick, so good. It's so good. You'll love it. Just a quick production note there for listeners. We are aware that Sam has not taken a single breath since One Direction was mentioned and she is speaking at an alarming rate. <laughs> uh, don't worry. We'll do what we can to catch that. In I editing. did get really excited. So just don't judge me. You no, said no One judgment. Direction. No judgment. Oh, it happens. It happens. You said it again uh, There's twice. some bands... There's some bands that that if somebody said that I would I would be pretty stoked to hear. So I mean, yeah, actually, sure. the 
the second time, Sam, I said wand erection uh, because I was referencing my Harry <laughs> Potter erotica. So you don't need to get excited about that. No one should get excited about that. It's deeply, deeply unsexual. Why is it? Why is it called erotica? Uh, well, because the characters find it arousing, but um, <laughs> literally, literally, no one else should. That sounds like it's going to be a good hit. Good proud for you in your new yeah. endeavor. Yeah. Um, so, so Josh, what do you see for the future of Beachmont and yourself? Yeah, um, I mean, my biggest uh, goal to make happen again is just touring constantly. Like that was that was my favorite aspect of the whole thing, and I love playing shows. And like, I'm not a I'm not a guy to like play multiple times in the same area within a couple of months. Like if I'm playing in Omaha, I'm going to play in Omaha like once and then maybe like five months later you can see it again. But like it's a big event. Like it's lights and production and like a big stage and like a packed house. Um, so I can't really do that if I'm not, if I'm only playing in Omaha. So I got to get out and play, uh, play other places. So just starting to slowly branch out and add more of those. But yeah, so that's, that's the big goal is really, I just want to get back to touring. Like, I love I love that whole the whole living in the van and, and just being on the road. It is so. fun. I used to drive my hair out the window of the van, like because I was like always taking See, too much time. So I'd like drive my hair out the window and like it's always perfect every time. I was like I miss that. Sometimes I just want to drive. I can't do that. Hair. You have a, I, uh, you have a condition, a genetically predisposed condition to not being able to do that. <laughs> I would say. <laughs> yeah, it it just comes out messed up if I try to do that. But I did like I would take the shower before we'd leave in the morning to go to the next venue, and then like I'm I'm one to wake up like right before I have to be gone. Yeah. Uh, so my hair would be soaking wet, and I would get in the back row of the van and like lay down in that back bench, and uh, and my hair would come out completely flat afterwards. But um, better than the alternative of like the window. When I say flat, I don't mean like straight. I just mean like the side would be like completely. Just one side. That's great. You should make that. Yeah, a trend. well, like whichever oh, side yeah, I was that, laying down on. That can be a look. One side flat. That can be a the look. other just just moose it out. Bring back like just flock of seagulls <laughs> or something. Actually, I got this new hair product right before my last LA trip, and uh, I didn't intend to get a new product. It had the same packaging as the one that I intended to get, but it had a slightly different name on it. And it was called like a custard or something. And I show up to the session mm-hmm. and I, I had just about. tried. I I was like I opened up the thing and I was like, this doesn't look like the stuff I normally use. And I put it in my hair because I didn't have any other al- alternatives. I get to the session and my hair is like crispy and it looks like it's wet. Um, so I've I've had some strange hair product experiences lately. Yeah, but you have the challenging hairs, like just. Didn't just DNA structure? Uh, yeah, I don't know. If I can figure that out, and I'm really good at hair. <laughs> in Danny DeVito's opinion, and that counts for something. It does. But do you? Would you like to sing a song? I, I'm, I can I, do that. I've been waiting for you to um, ask, Sam. Thank you very much. I would. <laughs> I would. <laughs> no, not you, Ronan. Please don't. <laughs> All right. Uh, the world is not ready. Let me pick up a guitar here. I got to figure out. I pulled the cable out. Uh, before I got on this call. So I gotta get it back in. Um, this is the guitar that I got like for this project. And it's like one of my dream guitars that I always wanted. Nice. It's a Gibson Hummingbird. Oh, uh, congratulations. Thank you, appreciate it. Uh, so the song I'll play is 
a song about losing a friend, and uh, I don't play a lot of slow, sad, acoustic songs, um, but this is one of my favorite songs to play that I've ever written. Um, this song will be coming out after the one on July 14th, so I don't know, maybe keep your eyes out for like September, November-ish? Wait, September, October? Is that the month after September? September, October, somewhere, November, is it? <laughs> yeah, so somewhere in the September, October range, this song will be coming out. Uh, give me a couple more seconds here. Okay. I tune because I care. I love that. I tune because I care. If anyone's got any alternatives to the snark clip-on tuner, let me know because I have not found anything I actually like yet I to do. replace it. They're What's right your here. replacement? My ears. I don't tune with electric tuners oh. ever. I, uh, I'm not gonna... <laughs> you can do it. I believe in you. Live on stage? I don't know about that. Oh, I That's, believe in uh, you. It'd just be like a lot of noise. I don't know. All right, you guys hearing that okay? Yeah, it sounds great. Sweet. Okay. Song's called It All Hurts the Same in the Dark. I would have followed you to the end of the earth. Would have walked across the ocean just to find the perfect word. But I'm all out of English Far as Oxford is concerned And I can feel the silence And it hurts Sure I know everything's been changing And people drift apart But it all hurts the same in the dark Yeah, it all hurts the same Do you still think about the time we drove all night to make it down to Vegas for that 80s band you liked Well, I'm glad you got to see them and I'm glad we both survived Well, tell me that I have ever left your mind Sure, I know everything's been changing And people drift apart But you, there's no replacing It's just tears and question marks Oh, it'll Hurts the same in the dark Yeah, it all hurts the same well, I've always wondered What'll happen when I die To mom and dad and all my friends All the love from all my life Well, if heaven and Jesus didn't lie I hope I get to see there sometime 
Goodbyes make heavy hearts And it all hurts the same in the dark Yeah, it all hurts the same in the dark Na-na-na-na-na Na-na-na-na-na-na-na Yeah, it all hurts the same in the dark god damn you sir you have taught me how to feel again <laughs> i'm so sorry that was amazing i'm not, I'm not crying <laughs> thank you that was amazing. i don't know who told you that but they lied i'm not crying beautiful you're <laughs> as a vocal teacher let me just tell you something no critiques you use your vocal oh, quality <laughs> and your mouth manipulation to make the right tones that you need to manipulate around the moves you need to make. Your range is amazing. Your pitch is perfect and accurate, and it's strong. You know what you're doing. Great lyrics. Great just between your hands and your mouth coordination. I, I'm like kind of speechless. I'm sorry. That doesn't really happen very oh, I often. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's okay. I'll, I'll really step good. in there, Sam. Keep, uh, That's cool. As, uh, keep inflating as the my foremost, ego. Um, vocal expert on the Eastern Seaboard, I, I would just like to say that sounded good and nice and that the words and the music were good together and they sounded nice when you put them together in the song that you played. Um, I can I can go into even more detail, but I, I won't at this time. That was, that, that was both good and nice. <laughs> No, I literally had Josh cut you. the video to me because I started crying, so that was really good. Thank you. It was really good. That's, I was really impressed. I appreciate the, it. On the fly like that, that was that was like one track record quality. That yeah. was really good. Really yeah. impressed. Good job, Josh Cole. Thank you. Thanks for the recommendation. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you know, every time every time I see Josh Cole sing, he he has that same kind of factor where it's just like it's a one take and it's beautiful. I know. It's stupid. I'm always like, just shut shut up. Do less. I'll tell you the same thing. Do less. Yeah. Okay, do less. Make us all uh, feel better about don't ourselves. Don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I like that attitude too. Keep that attitude. Um, um keep doing what you're doing. You're obviously made for this. Yeah. I mean, you were born for this. There's a reason you're chasing Thank it. You. And we're happy Appreciate to have it. you. Uh, I can't, I can't forget, and I'm gonna forget if I don't do it now. But it, well, two things: you told me uh, to think of what makes me weird, yeah. right? Um, so I've got, I've got two things, and the first one is genetic. Um, I don't know if either you can do this. I've met like a, a handful of people that can do it, but my dad can also do this. Uh, check out my ears. Hold on, let me take my ears out first. But well, if you can take your ears out, then I cannot do that. <laughs> Oh, I, I met my, my. I had to pull out my ears, I cannot but I can. I can move my ears. No, I can't do that. That's what I. That's what I go to the gym to do. I work out my ear muscles. Nice. I feel Off like I'm neglected. doing it. And then, kind of. uh, how how and much then can your ears is, bench? I'm not. Uh oh, easily like like four plates for sure, Sweet. for sure, dude. Sweet. That's like that's yeah, like a third I'm, of I'm a I'm worried they're gonna set. I, I think they might set the lunk alarm off on me for the ears, man. Oof. Um. 
But the the other thing that makes me weird, I don't think it's that weird. I just, uh, I'm really great at giving gifts. And my brother's birthday was uh, last week. And we're at Olive Garden at this big family function. There's like 19 of us in the middle of this Olive Garden. And uh, my brother's like refusing to open presents there because he knows I'm going to do something. Uh, but I'm like, no, you should open your presents. And my parents are like, yeah, Max, open your presents. Um, so I... I'll, I'll go through these one by one here. Um, I gotta find the card first because it makes a difference. Okay, so uh, here's the card. Um, let me show it to you first. Uh, you can see that it is in fact not a birthday card. Uh, it <laughs> says words are not enough. I do the to same ease. shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it says words are not enough to ease the sadness of losing someone so important to you. And uh, but. Even if I don't have the right words, my thoughts are with you, especially during this difficult time, <laughs> right? And my brother is in the army, and he's been away from home a lot uh, since he married his wife, like oh. like a couple years ago. Um, so I wrote in here: We know it can be so very hard being away from Jessica. Here's some stuff to help the long nights. Love, Josh, and my cousin Sam, who also bought some of this stuff with me. Uh, so these are the things I bought him to help with his really difficult. Hard, long nights. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. So, because he's in the military, I had to buy him something he could wear in uniform, right? Uh, so, I got him I got him the G.I. Jock. Uh, Not true. Support your troops and <laughs> will salute on command. Uh, I will note, he's had this stuff for a week, and none of it has left his car yet, let alone the packaging. Okay, so we all um, know what goes on in Max's he's, car. He's too excited. Yeah, he's just so excited that he, can't he even also he refused after he opened the card, he refused to open the gift, so me and Sam had to open it for him in front of everyone in the Olive Garden. Nice. Um so yeah, GI Jock, uh highly recommend. Um the next thing we pulled out, I was like, well it'd be funny to get him like a really like stupid looking like blow up sex doll. Yes. But I didn't realize they don't make or at least at the shop that we went to, they don't have, like, cheap-looking ones. They only have, like, overly realistic weird ones that are, like, super expensive. But luckily, in the same section, you can get a fuck-a-duck. What? Uh, I've always wanted to. Yeah, you always wanted a fuck-a-duck? Yeah. Uh, and as as not seen on TV, I don't know if I've got that in the right... Nope, that's not. Foul play. Um, Foul play. Yeah, love hole, love hole. And not seen on TV. Uh, but yeah, so it's got a... <laughs> It's got a little thing in the back, I guess, oh, uh, so you can fuck it I up. I can't do it. Dang it. Um, well, you, and then you, don't the want, you don't want the other kind. You don't want a Drake situation there, Sam, because, you know, no no offense to any duck enthusiasts out there, duck dicks are messed up. I they're seen like one. swirly. The they're, geese ones are. They're, 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 they're How like do you old... both know this? Because That's I want to my know. because uncle, they're that My horrifying. uncle runs a bird sanctuary. He he has the duck sanctuary of Lake Elsinore, and I'm not joking. They're like they're coiled um, like a spring, and and once once yeah. once the action begins, it just like it just like shoots out the day. Duck dicks are weird. You want no part of that. I don't know. Um, anyways, it's, it's intriguing. Oh no! Moving on from moving on from duck genitalia. Uh, if you can, I don't know if you guys are fans. <laughs> are, are you guys Sasha Baron Cohen fans? Oh like, sure, yeah. Borat? Uh, so I'm a huge Borat fan, and like the night before my brother's birthday, we watched the second Borat. Uh, but I, I think the first Borat is also very enjoyable, yes. and 
I, I saw this in the store and I was like, I've always wanted to give this to somebody as a meaningful gift. So I got him the, the rubber fist. Oh, of course. Oh, good, 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 um, good, 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 good. I'm really hoping we can expand upon that for you guys and get some more fun ads <laughs> yeah, in there. I want the duck in the flesh fist for sure. I mean, for sure. If you're watching, get a hold of us. We'll advertise for you. And by we, I mean Ronan. I'd actually just like to say <laughs> that uh, in the recording studio here, the feed, the video feed for Josh's camera cut out for me during all of that. So I've just had to let my imagination <laughs> do the work. He's just back now on my screen. It's it's like, I don't know. I, I don't know if, if the universe was doing me a favor or just making making it that much worse, leaving it up it to a, my mind. It was a disservice to you. I'm sorry, sir. Oh, well, I'll have, yeah. I'll have to rewatch the video then. That's great. Do you have any more? Was that the was that was that the, the that was that was the extent of the gift? That gifts, was good. You made me cry. Uh, laugh time, like you made me time. cry emotionally and laughter wise. So fuck you for that. All right. <laughs> but I, I, thank sweet. you I would for just sharing also, that song. It was beautiful and perfect and amazing. I love it. I I'd also like to point out that Max Polak sounds very much like a Polish porn star. So gift appropriate. <laughs> like you know, I'm gonna well, I'm gonna Max. let him know. Call him out. I'm gonna let him know that. Yeah. Uh, he actually, he just texted me and he was like, hey, mom wants to know if you're done with that stuff. <laughs> oh. No, oh. we're not done, Max. We can keep going no, if you want yet. to. That's, um, I lost the card. I'll find that later. That's weird. Yeah. So condolences, Max, on your birthday for the amazing gifts that you received. <laughs> and that we're now going to hopefully sponsor. So it's fine. No big deal. And congratulations on your ongoing pornographic career. <laughs> So it was really nice talking to you, Josh. Hope you like have the best luck in the future. You have a bright, bright career in front of you. I can tell. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. True pleasure, sir. On. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Thank you, weirdos, for tuning in to Everyone's Weird and So Are You. I'm Sam Jenny. And I'm Pam. Screw you, Derek. All right. And uh, just want to remind you guys to stay weird. Recycle dental floss. It's not cool anymore. I don't know who does that, but definitely just maintain being but, you know, like just, and go against just the grain. Just don't, okay? Because then raccoons get all caught up in it, and they start smelling minty. And that might be cool for us, but raccoons should not smell like mint. That's not their thing. You're ruining it for raccoons, okay? I am personally intrigued by minty-smelling raccoons, but uh, aside from that, I just want you to like, just stay being your unique self. And let just your freak your flag away. just fly it high. Just, 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 just throw it. <laughs> and throw your floss away. Screw you, Derek.
Do you remember the time when we were getting my tire changed and we talked to Josh Pollock about like the pre-interview? Yeah, we were sitting at a Costco parking lot yeah. pre-interviewing him while your tires <laughs> were getting repaired. Yeah, he was so cool on the phone and he had so many things to say, uh, but he was such a cool guy. Man, he is really cool. And he is the reason why we learned about Linktree. Well, I learned about Linktree. I don't know if he already knew about it, but I didn't. I did not, know. Yeah, he's, he's obviously I, way cooler and way more hip than we are. I mean, but, even yeah. if his interview was garbage, that alone would have been that, worth... That was worth interviewing him. But no. it wasn't garbage. His <laughs> it interview was, it was, was great. It was so great. He's so talented. He blew my mind. I didn't know he'd be so talented. I'm really glad that Joshua Cole um, introduced him to us because honestly, I, I, you know how I value my Josh's, but, um, yeah, Joshua Pollock was amazing. He did an amazing job performing. Those gag gifts were hilarious too. I know they were, they were hilarious. No, but seriously, like for being a frontman who does lead guitar, that's crazy. Every frontman does rhythm guitar. It's yeah. just nuts. It blows my mind every time. Let's lead go. Lead don't do lead guitar. Just yeah, as they a don't. Rule. Yeah, it's a rule. But he's just, he's got that brain. He can separate. He can compartmentalize. And he's brilliant. So let's go edit this right now so we can get the story out there. Because people need to know about Josh Pollock and how great he is. And also his band, Beachmont. 